Today's Jeep Talk Show is sponsored in part by Tom Woods Custom Drive Shafts. For over 20 years, Tom Woods has been providing the off-road industry with some of the strongest, most durable driveline upgrades there are. If you're in the need for the world's best under your Jeep, well, stay tuned later in the show to find out how you can get 10% off your order between now and the end of May. Until then, head over to www.4xshaft.com to start upgrading your Jeep right now. Oh, and check that purchase when it arrives for one of those bright, shiny new Jeep Talk Show stickers. Now, let's mention real quick, like Josh said, end of May. So this is the last episode that you'll be able to use this code. So make sure you use it before May 31st. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And breathe. Tony, you've got to be at least a little bit concerned because uh, hurricane season is, well, I mean, it starts right around the corner. That's true. Well, you know, Josh, it's, you know, living here on the Gulf Coast all my life, I have to say that more than or less scary and more exciting because you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> hey, Tammy, uh, you're kind of close to the coast, too. Any concerns about hurricane season? Well, you know, I lived in South Carolina, so I kind of know about hurricanes. I've been through hurricanes. But the thing that concerns me the most is the hurricanes keeping me from going wheeling. Oh, here we go. Yep. <laughs> Mrs. Go every weekend. That's yep. fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, uh, match you here really soon. <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Looking for a way to support the show? Well, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon and a small fraction from anything you purchase using that link will go to the Jeep Talk Show. If you like what you hear or have gotten any benefit from what we do here, well, then please consider giving back. That's jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. And thanks in advance. Well, we are officially less than a year away. It just now is getting leaked. The inside information dealers got delivered during the 2018 NADA show at the end of March. The National Automobile Dealers Association holds an annual convention where the top car and truck dealers convene to learn about the latest tools, tricks, ploys, and other things they use to sell us the Jeeps we love and want. And to that end, we now have a date. A long-awaited Wrangler-based pickup will go into production this year, which we already knew, but what was just confirmed is that it will be in U.S. dealerships by no later than April of 2019. That's less than a year away, guys. With production slated to begin in the fourth quarter of this year, it's probably going to be towards the end of summer before we start seeing the big media frenzy behind this, though. Well, is it spontaneous combustion of a Jeep or three, or is it something else? Well, brand new Jeep Wranglers just off the line caught fire Monday morning in Toledo, Ohio. Nearly two dozen destroyed at an auto storage lot. What's troubling is that it's not the first time Jeeps have caught fire in a lot this month. A similar story played out in Swanton, Ohio just a few weeks ago. So far, it's not clear whether the two fires are connected, and at this point, at least one of them is getting the attention of the state. Now, the Swanton fire uh, was turned over to the state fire marshal's office, and it's been there for about two weeks now. The office is not saying much considering it's an active investigation. Just like the one Monday morning being handled by Toledo firefighters, Monday's fire happened at an auto storage lot on Counter Street near the state prison. 
about 18 to 20 Jeeps or so burned down to the ground, according to a Toledo fire spokesman. It's not clear how or why this fire started, though. The lot stores brand spanking new Jeeps that just rolled off the line at the Toledo North Assembly Complex. As for the other fire that happened on the weekend of May 5th in Swanton, well, there's a lot at Toledo Express Airport and several Jeeps were damaged there after a fire, according to Swanton Fire Chief Mike Wolver. Now, he turned that case over to the state fire marshal. So far, that office has not determined an exact cause of that fire either. And according to the NTSB, even they have not had any reports of Wranglers catching fire. So all this really remains a mystery. Now, in their database, however, there are 19 active complaints linked with the 2018 Jeep Wrangler. Unfortunately, it's not clear whether that means the JK that is no longer in production or the JL, which is in the current and newest Wrangler model year production. Now, only one recall has been issued so far for the 2018 model year, and that was back in April for an underbody ladder rail that may corrode. Obviously not something that's going to cause a fire. Now, it's, uncommon for all, it's not uncommon for all new designs to have some bugs their first year out on the, out on the market. We all remember the countless issues the new Cherokee had before its relaunch and the new Grand, even the Renegade, both had their own wrinkles to iron out. Now, this could be something like that, or could it be something more? Is it a Jeep-hating firebug, maybe, that's just trying to get attention? Who's to say? But make sure you guys stay subscribed to the Jeep Talk Show for the latest on this and other Jeep news. You know, uh, I'd like to break some news here about this uh, this firebug that you were mentioning. Um, I think there may be a certain Jeep Talk Show host that is uh, still a little upset about uh, Jeep uh, ragging on her about uh, seeing the new no, JL no. and uh, oh, for uh, perhaps uh, oh, she's taking trips to uh, yeah. Ohio and uh, no I have proof where I was last <laughs> weekend I have video um, you know I was thinking God I wonder remember the Canadian guy who's waiting for his Jeep I wonder if one of those you know noticed. I thought about that too and I thought that's what happened was it didn't pass inspection because it burst into flames while it was being right. expected. <laughs> right. And it's like, how do you tell a customer that their custom ordered, you know, brand spanking new Jeep right. just you know, spontaneously combusted before he even had a right. chance to get it? And maybe that's why they're not telling him anything. Uh, how to, <laughs> exactly. I don't know how to tell you this, but... Uh, <laughs> but your Jeep burned. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to be able... Not only are you not going to have this one, but we've banned them from coming into the country for a fire hazard. It's like every time they hook up the battery, it just starts smoking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Not this, good. this kind of fire, you mentioned battery. In this kind of fire, I have to kind of wonder, it, it almost sounds electrical. Um, it, it very much does, doesn't it? it and especially, with, and if you look at these lots, guys, I mean, they cram oh, yeah. these vehicles in one next to the other. I mean, it's like sardines and stuff. And so, realistically, it was probably one vehicle that had yes. an issue who knows what it was, and then that just kind of spread before they caught it to nearly two dozen other Jeeps. Yeah, they were probably all parked on their front wheels, you know, like the off-roaders do, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> all so, yeah, no, stacked no, up. You know, the, I saw something on the TJ that I was really surprised, and, and <laughs> they've got the battery in the TJ with the positive pole a half inch from the body. Now, you know, the, it's tied down, but it's still bothered me that the, the positive of that thing is the po positive of the battery is that close because all it has to do is something break loose or something that somebody doesn't tie something down and that shorts yeah. out and you you dump that you know 750 cold cranking amps straight into the the jeep uh, and it makes a nice little uh, light bulb there for a few minutes 
Yeah, but you know, I mean, Jeep sitting still in a lot, you know, that not exactly the batteries no. being jostled around on a trail. So yeah. you know, that's it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint what it is. I really hope that the investigators kind of dig deep into this one and we find out what it is. But God, I mean, could this be a massive recall in the wind? They're, I mean, is or is it a fluke, a fluke one-time thing? Who knows? They're using alien technology to increase miles oh. per gallon, just like they do on the <laughs> yeah. stealth bomber. <laughs> You're, Tony, that was a secret. You weren't supposed to release that. Well, you shouldn't have told me, Tammy. I know. <laughs> me and my well, hey, if you, if you guys have information on this story or any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how. Oh, hey, and coming up here later in the show, just a little bit, guys, we're going to have an interview with Britt of crawlhers.com. This is Steve, 4.3LXJ, with another Jeep tip. An issue came up on one of our forums, and a fellow asked me about which mod he should do first. And it occurred to me that uh, it really wouldn't make any difference, except that this particular fellow is going to be doing a lot of his own fabrications and wanted to have some plans to build his own three-link and so forth and so on. So I thought it might be a good idea to have some sort of guidelines here and if you're just going to go out and buy uh, things to modify your JK or your XJ, uh, with very few exceptions, it's just one of those things where it doesn't matter what you do first. Uh, it might be a good idea to get the bumper before the winch, but you know that's really no big deal. However, when you get to where you're like me, you want to start building your own stuff because you're cheap and you enjoy doing it and thing, and maybe you might have some improvements to make. Then things are a little bit different. And he had a list of things he wanted to do for his Cherokee. He wanted to add frame stiffeners. He wanted to have a three-link front suspension. And he had a set of motor mounts to fix and a transmission mount. And so I'd like to uh, give some principles here on how you should proceed with something like this. Uh, it might seem like, well, maybe I should just start with the motor mounts or the transmission mount. That's easy and, and go from there. But when you are fabricating your own stuff, the rules are different. You start with the deepest modification first. And in his case, that would be the frame stiffeners. And then you progress from there. If he uses my plans that I sent or posted on the uh, XJ Talk forum, that you can build yourself a really kick butt three link suspension or a four link if you wish using those plans, and it has a removable cross member. So, my advice to him was the second modification should be the three link suspension. The third modification would, while he's building his cross member and making it fit and so forth, put that transmission mount in then. You're going to have the thing out anyway. Why not? And then the last modification would be the motor mounts because now you've got a nice firm uh, place to anchor your transmission and then you can proceed with the motor mounts. Again, if all you're doing is buying bolt-on stuff, it doesn't make any difference usually. You just do what you do. But in the case of building your own stuff, the rules are different. You have to plan at least two modifications ahead. 
in your order of operations. I just thought I'd uh, throw this out for some of you because some of you might be thinking about, well, I want to build, buy a welder, build something, so forth. You got to start thinking ahead if you're going to do that. See you on the trail. Well, that's interesting. That's really good advice. I would have never, not that I'm ever going to start welding, but you never know. But I would have never guessed to do it, you know, deep in first. And here I was going to try and put 44s on my Cherokee before I was going to lift it. Well, good thing I listened to Steve. Well, that, yeah, I understand that. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You most certainly are. And the Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the Center Steer Podcast, Trail Chasers Podcast, our newest member on the Trail Podcast, and of course, we're there as well as the 4x4 Podcast. Oh, that reminds me. Happy belated birthday, Dan. So uh, the uh, the Jeep Talk Show is one of the very few. Now, I think this is changing but because uh, I think more shows are being added, but we're one of the very few to be added to the Amazon Echo, the Alexa. So you can go over there to Alexa and uh, listen to us. And this is how easy it is. Alexa, ask the Jeep Talk Show to play the latest episode. Welcome. You can listen to all the episodes of Jeep Talk Show, a Jeep podcast, including new episodes as they are released. For now, you'll start with the most recent episode, but you can change by skipping forward or backward. You can even say how many episodes you'd like to skip. So all you have to do is open up the Amazon app on your phone and go and add the skill Jeep Talk Show. Just do a search and add Jeep Talk Show to your skill. And once it's enabled, you can there ask your Alexa to play the latest episode. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. Oh, look, Tammy's back. I'm back. But Who? Josh, <laughs> Josh, you, you cursed me. I did. I, I, I jinxed yes, you. I'm sorry. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, the pillow thing. <laughs> I forgot my pillow. So It's you know miserable, what? isn't it? <laughs> Actually, I went and I mapped or I Google mapped the nearest Walmart and drove and got me a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> did I, I did I, I share? This is how important. This is how important a pillow <laughs> oh, when you're God. camping is. Yeah. I don't care. I'm going to drive another three hours out of my way round trip. I will have a right. pillow. <laughs> Snake bite kit, uh, bear spray, uh, toilet paper, right. pillow. And pillow, yes. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so sorry. This... Did I screw up your top five? <laughs> no, no. Actually, you know what? There are no... T- there are no top five in this episode. <gasps> oh, no. Actually, We're being cheated. <laughs> Now, actually, there are, and I will get that. It's kind of a top five, but not really. Um, so anyway, I was last weekend, I was at the Wheeler's Overland Adventure 2018 weekend. And this guy, Mike Kelly with Wheeler's LLC started this last year. And it was three nights of camping and three days of wheeling at Anthracite Off-Road Adventure Area. This place is like 30 minutes north of Roush Creek and AOAA is where Nate, SWB Crawler, he um, wheels there a lot. Anyway, unfortunately, we didn't hook up because, didn't meet up because um, (laughs) he was busy doing other things. But 
This was a weekend Counting of tires in to- his garage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting together, and he- there were classes with overland expert people, navigation classes, recovery classes, learning how to tow a trailer behind your Jeep. And they also had campfires every night. They had like a little GPS um, scavenger hunt and a raffle. And so I went and when I signed up, I opted out of the campground camping and I signed up for the free primitive um, open field camping is what it was called. So in my mind, I was thinking of this field because I've been to this place before and I'm thinking, oh, we're going to camp in this one field. That's cool. It's um, that would be fun. So when I got there, they directed me to this place on the outskirts of the off-road park and they said just follow the yellow flags and it was past the campground past this little area where the vendors were camping which was a nice little wooded area and so it wasn't an open field it was a brush filled (laughs) wooded mud filled area and it was I'm like driving around and I had to put it in four wheel low to get around this little area to find my campsite. I had like five inches of mud on my tires and I'm like, where in the hell heck am I going to pick? So, and I'm like kind of like having a panic attack and, but anyway, it was all good. I found this nice little spot and I'm like, I'm here early because no one else was there. I'm here early. Other people are going to show up. And as I set up my tent, I ran to Walmart, got my pillow, I stopped and I thought, you know, I'll have two glasses of wine, chill myself out, get some dinner. And I went back and I was exhausted from driving there and from just my anxiety of, oh my God, I'm going to sleep out in the woods by myself. Because when you're at a campground, you know, you're right next door to other campers. And so no one, I could hear other people like hundreds of yards away, setting up their little primitive campsites, and but you couldn't see them. This would be the non-cheap people. Yes, these are the <laughs> the people like the people like you, Tony, right? Who don't want to pay for. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm the same way. I would have been out there in the, in the brush, Tammy. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I'm like, oh my god, how does Dan Greck do this? There's lions roaring where he is and stuff. So I made it through the night. However. Um, I didn't go to the group campfire that night because I was so tired, but their whoops and hollers and, you know, drinking Those noises, bastards. They, <laughs> that actually, they have fun? I know. <laughs> but it, it lulled me to sleep. I well, at least safe. you knew there was people around. Yeah. Right. Because I could hear it. But at about two in the morning, I was awoken by silence. <sighs> and I had just had a dream that my son, Ben, my youngest son and I were in my tent and we were warding off a bear trying to attack us. So, of course, I'm like freaked out. I can't get back to sleep. I'm trying to put music on my headphones and I thought, I, I got to oh, still no. listen. You don't, when there's silence, you need to have every aspect of no. hearing on. You need to listen for yes. sticks I'm breaking. Six. or I know. <laughs> so, I, I, that's what I thought. I'm like, if I'm going to be attacked, I want to know I'm going to be attacked. So anyway, it all worked out fine. I was not attacked by any bears, but I broke my phone out at two in the morning and I booked a campsite, <laughs> <laughs> which ended like, up costing me. Enough of this. Me, yes. I know. 
which ended up costing me $80 instead of 40 because I was so tired and I double booked and I'm trying to get refunds. But anyway, so the next morning I quickly tear down my camp and I went over to the campsite, set up, and I'm setting up right next to these Jeepers. Well, there's Jeepers everywhere. And I hear, hey, Tammy, and I'm Jeep Mama. And I'm That's like, so cool. <laughs> like, what? And it's Jesse, who's one of my followers on Facebook, and he's actually a listener. Hey, Jesse. And the cool thing is he had some friends with him. And Jesse is a brown Santa, um, a UPS driver. Oh, and, I, was, yes. I was worried about that. <laughs> and I camped with five, yes, count them, five Long Island UPS Jeepers. Um, these guys all work together. They all have Jeeps. They all go off-roading together, and they all are um, UPS drivers. And it was really cool. They were so friendly. Um, and we just hung up by the campfire with each other. And my tent was right next to theirs. I felt safe. Um, and it was just really fun. And Tony, as we were sitting around the campfire talking, I thought, you know what, I'm going to break my camera out. And obviously there's no video because it was dark, but we started chatting and I have a little bit of what we were chatting around a campfire. And this was a real campfire, Tony and Josh, not the campfire. <laughs> this is a real campfire. Yes. How dare you? <laughs> this is this was a real live burning wood campfire. So let's take a listen to what we were talking about. Hey, Tony and Josh, I'm sitting here with Jesse and Mike, and they are podcast listeners. And we're sitting around the campfire, and Jesse has something to tell you, Tony. I've got an atlas. And where is your atlas? In my garage. Why is it in your garage? Because I don't have time to work on it. So how long do you think Tony's atlas is going to sit in his garage? Uh, not not very long. I think he's itching to get it. He keeps calling and annoying them. So do you really think he's going to put it on? He'll put it in. Okay. Once he gets it. So oh, Mike, Mike is shaking his head no and saying no. <laughs> We should actually, we should have a contest oh, or a, a poll. What do you call them? Where you, you know, you, everybody chips in. Who's, when will Tony put the Atlas in? So why is it still sitting in your garage? Just don't have time to work on it. So is it a, a difficult thing to put in your Jeep? I don't think it, it doesn't look that difficult. It's just finding the time to get the mount set up and take out the old transportation and put the new one in. So one thing Tony and Josh are talking about is the weight of it. Do you think that's going to be an issue, getting it in? No, you just grab a jack and a block of wood and push it right up. It's very heavy. It's Mike is saying it's very heavy. The box he, says 94 a, pounds. 94? Yeah. He, it's not 94 pounds. It's like 130 <laughs> pounds. And he almost dropped just his regular one on his head. Right. He tried to take the regular one out. So... I assume I'm going to have to help him put the new one in. I'm not looking forward to trying to get that up where it was. So, so, oh, so you put your Jeep up on a lift? And... No, just crawl underneath. Oh. <laughs> well, when you guys do that project, call us on the voicemail line and let us know how it goes. All right, we'll let you know. Actually, Mike, call us because <laughs> Jesse's going to say everything was good and Mike's going to be like, no, it wasn't. Everything's never good. Right. No, nothing goes as planned. You double the amount of time, at least double the amount of time that you think it's going to take. It's adventure in the woods and in the driveway. <laughs> exactly. 
Now I got a got a correction to make because uh, I have been uh, checking out how much the uh, Atlas two speed transfer case weighs. It's one hundred and ten pounds dry. Now I'm going to be pretty excited putting it in, so it's going to be wet and it's going to be heavier. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his is heavier because he has a three-speeder or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's not 94, and it's not 130. Good God, it's not 130. A 110, <laughs> I might be able to handle, but 130, no. Um, It was really, really fun sitting around a campfire, chatting with um, Jeepers who listened to the podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? And it was really they fun. They really exist. I know. <laughs> and... Um, Mike and Jesse were so awesome and I broke out the Jeep talk show stickers and I handed them out and the three other guys that were there, they're like, what's a podcast mm-hmm. and how do you listen <laughs> to it? And Jesse and um, Mike were talking about it's really keep helps their day go by faster and they wish we would do more podcasts because, you know, they're driving around in their UPS trucks and so in between stops, they're listening to us. So these other three guys, they we showed them how to download the podcast. And hopefully, hi, guys. I Hopefully, they're now listening. And we gained three more listeners. And I'm thinking, maybe we need to post um, flyers at all the UPS um, <laughs> yes. so, stores. So did so. you tell them about the app, Tammy? Because that's really the easiest way to listen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were, we were telling them all the different ways that they could listen to them. And Jesse and Mike were explaining to them how they listened to it. So, um, so that was really cool hanging around the campfire with them. And the other cool thing was I took two navigation classes and I took an overlanding class, which really helped re-inspire me for my trip to my trip that I want to do across the States up through Canada to Alaska. Mm. Um, but what I realized is I can't do that alone. I yeah. don't think I would be able to do that alone because it you know it's different doing something alone but it, it but it's also different to be lonely. Yeah. And not around people. But um I did learn some really cool things about planning for your trip and um Joe Marie, she did the navigation classes and she is some that we need to interview on the Jeep Talk show. She was in the Rebel Rally and the Gazelle Rally which is the rally in the um, over in the desert across uh, I forget which like California the, or no um, overseas oh wow that, that anyway I can't remember Moh- the name not it, Mojave it, that's that's here isn't it yeah but it's it's one of those anyway um, it's she pronounced is also, Afghanistan <laughs> <laughs> yeah really um, so but she is planning a trip she just got back from Sudan. And she wants to be the first person to cross the Sahara Desert east to west or west to east. I forget which way. But And she's going to do it by herself. And she's um, she oh, went to wow. Sudan. I know. I'm like, how do these people do this? I, I don't see how you go and do these things a, by yourself, Tammy, frankly. I mean, she uh, better have a sat phone. That's all I got to say. Yeah, right. You, I mean, you need somebody in the tent. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, whenever there's right. dead silence, you exactly. go, do you hear that? Right. <laughs> um. But anyway, she is an amazing person. She taught me so much about reading maps and the compass and just knowing where you are in your surroundings. So that was, I really enjoyed that. And then, of course, I did um, wheeling one day, just some green trails. And it's nice to do easy trails once in a while where you could 
just sit back and relax and not stress about breaking your Jeep and just enjoying going up and over, um, you know, the trails. But the funny thing is, and this goes back to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago about spotting, this one guy in front of me, we had to, they're building a pipeline through this off-road park. And so there was one point where we had to do as little wheeling through this area as we could. So we had to go down this really steep um, little hill. And the guy in front of me was not listening to the spotter. And he was turning passenger <laughs> when he was supposed to turn driver. And I have video. He almost yeah. flipped his Jeep because yeah. he was turning the wrong way. Because you feel like you need to turn a certain way. But you really have to listen to your spotter. So anyway, that'll be up on my YouTube channel soon. But it was just a really fun time. But I will admit, too, I left early because it was supposed to thunderstorm Saturday night, which it didn't. But I'm like, I do not want to sit in a tent during a thunderstorm. Well, it was a lot of rain. So, the whole the whole event yeah, was a lot of rain, whole, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was it was rainy the whole weekend. And everybody had a great time. It was a great event. I'm hoping to do it again next year, barring any rain. Um but I had a good time, and I love, love, love my Long Island UPS guys. Now, I had a question about the UPS mm-hmm. guys. Now, I know that uh, UPS drivers are instructed to drive a certain way. Uh, did you notice that whenever they're just walking around, maybe going to the bathroom, that they only take <laughs> right turns? Yeah. Oh, they come run. on. <laughs> they, they run everywhere <laughs> they go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they wear little brown shorts, too, right? Yeah. No, they were all really, really great guys. And I can see a, them on the trail. No, I can't turn that way. I can go. I can go passenger. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I wish I would have wheeled with them, but they were going on the blues and black trails, and I just wanted a really easy, relaxing weekend. So hopefully next time they go to Roush Creek a lot. Oh, so, good. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll we'll hook up for a meet up. Sorry, Tony. Tony doesn't like when I say hook up. I'm always thinking Uh, sex when I hear hook up. up. I'm thinking Tammy's Uh, having a lot more fun than I am. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So next time we meet up, uh, hopefully we can um, do some wheeling together. That'll be fun. So which one was it that has the Atlas that hasn't put it in? Jesse, Jesse. So uh, did you, I I didn't, I don't remember hearing it. Did, Did he say how long he's had it? Oh, he's had it for, if I remember right, it's like, Six to nine months. Holy crap. Yeah. I Jesse don't know that I could do that. I mean, if nothing else, the wife going, would you get that out of the kitchen? Would you put oh, it no, in your his, Jeep? His is in the living room along with other stuff. And his wife <laughs> oh, no. is mad. Love this guy. Oh, Love man. This we guy. need pictures. You know, gosh, we need pictures. And did you talk, did you talk to that lady about uh, being on the show? You know, I I thought about it as I'm driving home, but we're in contact all the time. She was actually in my wheeling group with me at Women's Wheeling, so we know each other. We're friends on Facebook, so I'm going to um, message her this weekend and say, hey, we'd love to interview you. Yeah, hell yeah. She, she was just in wherever it was she just was at. I'll have to look it up. And she went to these camel races, and she just does all these amazing adventures, just like Dan. Um, with the road shows, yeah, with the road shows, me, I'm like, but I just don't know if I could do that stuff by myself. Should Should we mention our guest next week? Oh yeah, speaking of the road shows, me (laughs) and Dan Greck, we're gonna have uh, Dan Greck as our uh, guest interview next week. So a little follow up to our uh, 
uh, interview that Tammy and I did on uh, the uh, call-in show. So you need to uh, go back and listen to that and uh, listen to uh, Tammy just fawn all over Dan yes. and, and oh, his lifestyle I mean, and how I want to go there. And, uh, really, though, I mean, this guy is an off-road celebrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he is yeah. known around the world. I mean, it, I, I've lost track of how many YouTube subscribers and views his videos have, and it's ridiculous. Uh, this this guy is is living the dream. Yeah, he, he's a, he is certainly a regular guy. He's got a kind of a strange uh, East Texas accent, but other than that, just a regular guy. Um, hey, folks, and later in the show, of course, we can't miss Nikki G. <laughs> Would you want to? I wouldn't no. want to. You say that no. like you'd want to miss him. No. How no, dare no, you? No. I, I was getting a lot of sarcasm in that. I, I know. Do we, want to try, do we want to try that again? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, guys, uh, if you uh, don't want to get sarcastic, you want to be serious, and you want to leave us a review, leave us a comment, well, you can do that any number of ways, pretty much anywhere where you can find us. You can find a way to leave us a review. We love those five stars, guys. And of course, if you leave a comment, we will read it here on the show. We got one uh, from Facebook this last week here. Rick D. gave us five out of five stars. Yeah, I wonder if this is that famous Rick D. from the radio show. Oh, Rick D. Ah, anyways. Oh. Yeah, right. He says, your show is awesome. In episode 325, the discussion on black versus white on the color spectrum just means that you have color identification issues. So I will make it easy. Orange Jeeps rule. <laughs> LOL. Mine's a 2012 two-door Rubicon. Well, thanks, Rick D. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, no, no, no. Orange is really thanks. close to black. I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. Orange is the new black, the new at least black. according to right. that one TV show. But, uh, right. you know, whatever. <laughs> Nonetheless, Rick D., thanks for uh, thanks for the, the the fine comments and everything. And, hey, if this is Rick D.'s from the radio show, uh, give us a shout out on the air. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Boris Pizza Delivery Service. Will this be for takeout or delivery? Hello, this is Tony with the Gorilla Telemarketing, and I'm just calling to tell you about the Jeep Talk Show. Takeout or delivery? I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Have you been listening to the show? Are you listening to me? Is it takeout or is it for delivery? Um, what's your delivery area? In the tri-state county. Uh, do you deliver to Texas? Is that part of this tri-state I, I don't really know. Well, let me just ask you a couple more questions here. Uh, well, we're on each and every week. We'd love to mark you down as a regular listener. You can regularly listen to me. Listen, you call me, you order pizza, I deliver, or you pick up. Do you have any specials? I especially make pizza for anybody who calls me. Well, that's good to know. Hey, well, will you be listening to the Jeep Talk Show soon? Uh, yes, I can deliver this soon. What would you like? All right, sir. Well... Thanks. Listen to the Jeep Talk Show. Hello. I'm still here. Hello. You have to hang up. I can't make another call until you hang up. Okay, would you like a pizza? 
Hey guys, it's Nate, and this is a message for Tammy after message or after uh, show 333. Um, I usually love your segments, and I love that you called out all of us for the call outs, the deep story, and whatever. But I just have one little correction. It's pronounced Shamolkin. I don't know where Shamolkin came from, but it sounds like a bad uh, parody of a, a Mel Brooks film. So anyway, Shamolkin, you're going to be coming to AOAA. You should probably pronounce it right. Otherwise, people are going to look at Shemokin. you Shamokin. Say it with me, Tammy. Shamokin. 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 Thanks. Hope you had a great time at your weekend at AOA. I'll be there this weekend, um, but I guess you won't be because you got too much wheeling in or whatever. All right. So, hey, thanks for the show, guys. Bye. It's a Jerry Lewis thing. And the lady. And the Shamokin. And the... <laughs> I was... When I was up so how, there... How's, every... it, how's it pronounced? How's it pronounced? It, it, he... It, they everybody up there says Shemokin, but I say Shemokin. I like the Yanni. way you say it. I know it was Laurel. Laurel, Yanni. Hi, well, I did that the other night, and I heard Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. My family hears Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. The next day, I listen to it at work. I hear Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. The people at work hear Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. I'm going crazy. Marco, Polo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but but Nate Nate is right. Um, Oh, and the other cool thing about up there, there's this old coal town, and I wish I could remember the name of it again now, but back in the 60s, they, um, the whole town burned down because of these coal pockets. It's this anthracite coal. Was it a jail? That, no, it was not a jail. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. But anyway, um, Google- Still burning. <laughs> Google Graffiti Highway, and that is this old highway that used to go through this town, and the town is a ghost town now because of these pockets of gas, and they're actually, the underneath some of these coal mines, the earth is burning still, and it, it's still burning there, and it's been burning since the 60s. It, it smells like a barbecue, a constant barbecue. It's great. Yeah, I don't know that. I didn't <laughs> smell that. But anyway, so it's actually, really cool. Real, real, real quick. Sorry to interrupt, Tammy. I, I, I had to Google image these searches because Graffiti Highway, I was like, okay, I've, I've got to see this, uh-huh. right? right? And these images are incredible. And actually, on the first page of images, I think it's like the fifth or sixth one, um, there's somebody like in a crack that's like six feet deep in this highway, and it's spray painted with uh, this big jeeper and a you know big jeep grill right there. So actually, yeah, right there. yeah. yeah. So I think that the 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 game Silent Hill um, was modeled off of this because of the constant smoke, you know, in the fog oh. and stuff. I think I'm not certain on that. So the the movies, the game, and then the later the movies uh, about this uh, this place that's always uh, foggy. Uh, I think it's because of this constant smoke in this uh, this area that uh, this occurs. And I've seen something on, on some science channel about this. It's very interesting. Yeah, and, uh, This is this, interesting stuff. I'm totally uh, yeah. distracted now. <laughs> right. Sorry. It's The city is Centralia, um, Pennsylvania. And what started them to realize that, because it was burning for months before the town knew. Sure. And this crater, I think, happened in this yard where these two brothers were playing and one brother fell in and the other brother grabbed him before he fell all the way down and saved his life because if once you look down in that hole it was just red flaming you like being in a hell hole. Wow. yeah 
and but it's still burning to this day. And he still holds his uh, holds him up. Hey, you, this is the Christmas present you got me. I right. saved your life. <laughs> but there are two people living in this town, and one guy is like in his nineties because his parents willed him his house, and he's kind of like the. I don't know, the caretaker. Mm -hmm. Um, But pretty much all the buildings are gone. There's still a cemetery there. And it is actually illegal to drive on this highway. If I remember correctly, the ground is hot. It's difficult to have houses or anything there. Because uh, the ground is hot from all the well, heat and there's like the these fire. vehicle swallowing crevices in this highway that are just yep. ginormous. Bravas. Yes. We don't want um, uh, Nate calling back. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but he, he is right. It is Shemokin. But Shemokin. Shemokin. I like that. So it has kind of a, like it has a, a Jewish flair Jer- to it. Yeah, a New Jersey accent. So <laughs> I should Google. How do you pronounce? Oh, I wish I had thought about that. I would have uh, pressed the button to have uh, have the, the, the web browser uh, pronounce it for us. It'd be funny if it was right. Shemokin. Right. So Tammy, uh, Tammy, I got to go back to this this graffiti highway. You say it's illegal huh? to drive on, but I'm seeing all these pictures oh, of yeah. like jeeps and other off road vehicles on it. I, yes, I, I'm people, guessing is it people are are there illegally doing this or yeah? That I've seen the sign where it says road closed. It's right. Challenge accepted. There's there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people that they they sneak on it, but now the police, the sheriff, oh. or the highway patrol, there's two two ways to get off. And before, if they started coming towards you, you would just drive away from them. But now they block both sides of the road. So if you do plan on driving on this, I suggest you not because you will get caught. Um, so just you're supposed to park your je- your vehicles, your Jeeps by the cemetery and you can walk to see um, this highway. Oh, and, a, and an adjacent cemetery. Well, that doesn't yes. sound spooky as yes, all hell. No, there you go. <laughs> What's cooking? It smells good. Oh, God. <laughs> But from what I gather, this these type of fires are happening all over the world where these underground things are, um, coal mines and what have you are, well, you know, catch on fire. The coal is flammable, so yeah, it's bound yeah. to happen. So anyway, interesting stuff that you learn from different people. Well, thanks for calling, uh, Nate. We appreciate your call in. Tom Wood has been doing only four-wheel drive, drive shafts, and slip oak eliminators for 20 years or so now. And as an American-owned and operated company, they provide solutions trusted by your average weekend wheeler, all the way up to the rock-crushing rigs at King of the Hammers. If you have a Jeep, well, Tom Wood's custom drive shafts has a solution for you. Using their in-house developed gold seal universal joints, you can count on the strength of your drive shaft at its weakest and most abused points. And if you're concerned about warranties, well, it doesn't get any better than their trail hazard protection. If a weld ever breaks, they'll take care of it. But Gold Seal Universal Joint breaks, they take care of it. But also, they'll take care of any damage caused to the drive shaft. Those other companies, well, they might put a new U-joint in your hand and send you on your way. Tom Woods loves Jeeps. In fact, he has three of them. They're highly modified it. So he understands your passion, and so do his employees. Tom Woods' custom drive shafts are always shipped, completed, balanced, greased, ready to install. They pay attention to the finest details, so you are less likely to run into any issues. If you ever experience a drive shaft problem on the trail or on the road, well, you know just how important this can be. When you research custom drive shafts, there's just one name that tops all the lists. That's Tom Woods. Trust them with one of the most critical parts of your driveline. 
And from now until the end of May, you can get just 10% off of your order using the exclusive Jeep Talk Show promo code. At checkout, just enter JTS18-1 and you'll get the exclusive discount. Once again, that's JTS18-1 for that exclusive 10% discount. The promo code is not valid is not valid with any other offer, discount, or promotion, and is only good until the end of May. So don't delay, or you will pay a lot more. Ten <laughs> percent more. <laughs> Visit Tom Woods Custom Drive Shafts today. Just go to www.4xshaft.com. You know, I'm just going to throw this in here real quick. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure you guys heard I got my Atlas. Uh, that means I'm going to have to have new drive shafts because you know. The, the distances are different uh, because the transfer case is a different size. So uh, I am anxious to get the transfer case in so I can take measurements, so I can call up Tom Wood's uh, custom drive shaft and say, Tom, please hurry. Send me a 1350 rear drive shaft and a 1310 front drive shaft. So uh, very anxious, and uh, I already have a Tom Wood's uh, rear drive shaft whenever I put in their uh, – uh, SYE kit on the uh, my NP, NP in, yeah NP242. Uh, so uh, I already know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a great drive shaft. So I highly recommend that you guys, if you look, you're thinking about getting a drive shaft, do it now so that you get the 10% discount. Uh, you only have uh, six days left in this month, and only six days left to use that uh, that promo code. So uh, go over there and order one up quickly, but but just don't slow my order down. But you know what, Tony, is really cool about you getting that drive shaft? You get a Jeep Talk Show sticker with it. Yes. That will be really nice. That'll be really funny, too. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. All right, boys and girls, we're here tonight with the Brit from CrawlHers.com, and I'm ex- uh, extenuating the CrawlHers because I want to make sure you guys, when you go to that website, you know it's Crawl and then Hers.com, but it's one word. So, Brit, that was kind of a, a plan to do that, why right? It wasn't a, a lucky happenstance. Honestly, we had been toying around with many different ideas for naming our company, and for some reason, Crawl kept coming back. and Piss in a moment said, let's do crawl her. And it stuck. It works. And many people find it amusing. Women are crawl her and some men like to crawl her. So it works both ways. <laughs> Is there a uh, crawl him? There, we have had a few people ask about <laughs> crawl him, but we say, come on, just crawl her and you're good to go. So who's this Tiff person you're talking about? Tiff is actually the co-owner of crawl her. It's she and I. Most people just know us as Tiff and Brit or girl, crawler girl. Uh, she's unfortunately not with me this evening. We are shooting across Tennessee to head over to Jeep Quest and then unlimited off, off-road Louisville, Kentucky show. So are you guys running from the law or is this something you do quite often? You go to these various uh, Jeep things. We do this very often. We actually hit about 25 to 35 events per year. Typically, this is our busy season. We start in March. We'll end in September. And the majority of all of those shows are hit during that time period. We roughly spend about 125 days on the road per year. Wow. 
That's a that's a lot of driving. I take it you're in your Jeep. We do. We do not trailer our builds. We actually drive them ourselves with our children. Um, most people do know we have seven kids between both of us, and Ooh. they do come in tow to every event that we go to. So seven, oh, awesome. seven isn't an even number. So both of you have half a kid. Both of us have half a kid. Jeff <laughs> actually has four girls, and I have three. My oldest is a boy, and my young youngest two are girls. So out of all seven, there are six girls and one boy. Oh wow! So what is Crawlers? You say you're it's a business, but for people out there listening, can you let us know what it's all about? Crawlers started and still maintains and being just a lifestyle, a crawler lifestyle, a carefree lifestyle in crawling. You know, we all kind of have that boxed in feeling every day. So go to work, come home, maintain everything. But when you get to go out and you get behind the wheel of your Jeep, you can just crawl. That's what crawler stands for. It's just the way of life. It branched into something more than we ever could imagine. We never, ever pictured that people would actually want to wear clothing that said crawler on it or sayings that we created. So it's been a pleasant, pleasant surprise for us to be able to use this to meet people, travel the country and you know, do what we love to do. And that's crawl and work on our Jeeps and look cute wearing fun clothing. You know, I have to say, we, we've had the same type of surprise about people listening to the show. So <laughs> we understand exactly what you're talking about. It's amazing how people uh, want to associate with, uh, you know, some knuckleheads talking on uh, a podcast. Um, so, Tammy, I know you're not a, a big jewelry person, but uh, I think that some of this Jeep jewelry that they have up on uh, the crawlhurst.com site, uh, you will like. It's all Jeep related. And uh, they've even got a little uh, armband there, uh, a wristband that says Jeep and has the uh, the seven slots on it. Well, it's funny, Tony, because um, I don't believe this is from Crawl Hers. I got it as a Christmas present, but I'm wearing a necklace that has a little Jeep on it. Ah, perfect. So, yeah, I am not a jewelry person, but if it's Jeep, of course, <laughs> you know, I'm going to. I'm actually the same way. I do not wear any jewelry, but I have a ring. I believe it's up on our website. And it says Jeep Girl. And I will I will wear that before my wedding ring. <laughs> there you go. That's going to make the actually- husband happy. <laughs> Don't- <laughs> oh, he, he honestly doesn't mind. He's so used to me not wearing jewelry. I think he enjoys not having to do the typical anniversary or birthday gifts. There you go. Yeah. Don't give me a diamond, please. Give me a winch exactly. instead. <laughs> so, I, Tony, yeah, yeah, Tony. If I don't talk for a while, that means I'm shopping because I'm yeah, on she's the got website. a yeah, she, Britt, she's got a really bad habit. I, I, I knew whenever I said something about the jewelry, uh, she was going to start poking around the site. She has a, a a tendency to shop while the interview is going on. So, yeah. take it as a compliment. <laughs> That's okay. We're actually you've caught us on a really good night. So. We're in process currently of completely rebuilding our website. So I wouldn't be surprised if by tonight or into the morning, you see a whole new face to crawler.com. So how long have you guys been doing this? We actually started in July of 2016 and started as a loose 
term. The first thing that we actually brought out were our handmade headbands and slowly built from there. Now, traveling and attending events, our first major show would have been last year at Unlimited Off-Road Texas at the Texas Motor Speedway. And it's been nonstop ever since then. So we are officially into one year of traveling. And I'd like to point out that uh, that you guys are Jeep girls. You guys, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Texas Jeep girls. And uh, I like to point that out because uh, I am a Texan. It's very rare to have uh, have an actual Texan. Most people just move here. You know, it's, what is it? Uh, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got there as fast as I can. <laughs> yes, we are, we are Texas Jeep girls. Um, we love Texas. We are so happy to be here. Matter of fact, you know, I grew up in Southeast Texas, a little small town outside of Beaumont. I love being able to see and connect with all the different Jeep communities, the, the different clubs, the different groups, meeting so many different people. And even as we travel, it's amazing how large yet small the Jeep communities are across the country. Yeah, uh, my wife and I went to uh, go topless day for the first time uh, at Crystal Beach uh, this past weekend. And uh, because of the Bolivar Ferry uh, being very packed during this uh, this event, uh, this time of year, we actually drove to Winnie and took a, uh, a right so we could go to Crystal Beach. So I bet, you, uh, I bet you're talking about Southeast Texas, somewhere around there, because we were pretty close to Beaumont. Yeah, just right in there. We were actually at Go Talkless as well. Uh, we set up across that UOR. We had a great weekend. It was a lot of fun. It probably, since this was your first time out there, was not what you were expecting, or was it? Oh yeah, it was fine. Uh, I'd uh, we actually went out there uh, and met uh, a Michelle with uh, Jeeps of the Beach, Texas, and uh, she uh, gave me uh, quite a bit to to go on. I wanted to make sure uh, I had a good understanding so I could tell my wife. Neither one of us are prudes, but uh, it's uh, you know it's something if you're out there and uh, women are uh, showing their tops, and I'm not talking about the tops on their Jeeps. Uh, for beads and jello shots, it's something that you want to uh, make sure your wife understands is going to happen. Exactly. It, it's definitely great to touch base, but if you've never been and it's your first time down there, everything is very literal. So maybe you guys can answer a question. I don't want to get too off track here, but uh, what is the, the um, uh, I don't understand why women will raise their, expose their uh, their top uh, for cheap beads and jello shots. What, what, what is the attraction there? <laughs> Honestly, I cannot answer that question. I am quite the prude myself. So seeing that, it's just not for me. And I know Tiff, not for her either. But honestly, I can't answer that one. It, it's just no amazing. Idea. It's I know they do it in, in New Orleans as well, but I just find it amazing because it's like you know, guys holding jello shots, going jello shot, jello shot, show me your top. Woo! Here you go. Well, going. You know that area. <laughs> you know Beaumont Port Arthur. They're known. They have a massive Mardi Gras parade. Yeah, I think it's just part of the local culture and bringing it over and just making it a little more Jeep. I think at some point someone said, "Let's just mix the two and have a great time." You know, I'm not against uh, uh, women uh, expressing themselves. I'm just surprised they do it for such so, so, so very little uh, encouragement. For so little. <laughs> for so yeah. little, yeah. <laughs> for so little. I think it was last year we actually went down there with about 
a hundred beach balls that said crawler on them and threw them out. It was the oh, best form of advertising that we could do. I it was bet. a lot of fun. We lasted about an hour, but we actually had a girlfriend of ours grabbing t-shirts from out in the back of our Jeeps. We used to keep a box of t-shirts in there and handing them out to all the topless women on on the beach. It was wonderful. That's a wonderful idea. Beach balls at the beach. I mean, that's a, that's yep. a no-brainer there. So, you know, I noticed... It was a blast. I'm sorry. Let's get back to business here. Let's talk about your site. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I was noticing that you guys actually have more than just apparel on your site. You actually have uh, goodies. Uh, I mean, things that you can Jeep put parts. on the Jeep. Yeah, yeah, Jeep parts. That was what I was uh, trying to say. So, we work really, really hard with the companies that sponsor us or companies that we believe in, that people who have great morals, but they don't necessarily have the social media reach that they wish that they did. Mm -hmm. We found that by putting them on the side, at least letting other people know about them, that it helps them out a little bit too. So everything that's pretty much on our bills are on our website. We work very closely with these companies and they've been gracious enough to allow us to sell parts. And as I said from the beginning, this is something that we never thought would be possible. So being able to have parts on our website is huge. Yeah, I love that. You know, we don't have a, a huge social media reach. I think I noticed today on your Facebook page, you've got like 60,000 uh, people uh, following you on uh, or friending you, whatever it's called on Facebook. And we don't have, have near anything like that, but we're the same way here. I know how hard it is to get started and how hard it is to get the word out, especially in the social media noise that goes on. There's so many people selling so many things and promoting so many things. It's really hard to get noticed. So uh, we try to, do the, try to do the same thing here, and I applaud you guys for doing that. Oh, thank you. You know, one thing that we love to do is break the mold. Everyone seems to try to do the same thing over and over or you know not not necessarily saying that they're afraid to mix it up but we love to mix it up but more importantly what we do is what we like and what you see is what you get we go live very frequently in our only or we have a girls only group it's called just sheep girls and you can actually access crawler.com if you type in just sheep girl.com as well and the ladies are hilarious and we love them and anytime that we're at an event they'll say it's just like we're watching a live video in person like what you see is what you get and it's great we love it so on facebook it's crawl her to find you is it it's not crawler nation is it well crawler nation is us as well oh okay there's a few different ones can't make it too easy tammy you got to keep people looking around and thinking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I think right now we have about 36 ambassadors who help us promote Crawler throughout the year. We use Crawler Nation as their tool to be able to get out there and push and get a little bit of exposure, help them learn about social media and the do's and don'ts. And it is just as a nice little outlet. We started that group about a year ago. It's still fairly small, but it's very active. And it's a great group of people who are running it. And we also have Just Jeep Girls as well. You know, we've got Jeep Junkies that we help with. Uh, We're just in there as admins, but we love watching everything in there, as well as 
uh, Jeep people group. I'm at a rest stop right now. And let me tell you, what you see around here is very interesting at, after dark. Oh, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, hopefully nothing that's making you nervous. No, nothing's making me nervous, but this is some great people watching. Oh, yeah. I love doing oh, that. I love people watching, that was, yeah. That was the best fun at uh, Crystal Beach. Uh, at uh, Go Topless Day was watching the, the people and uh, the reactions Amazing and stuff. Amazing people watching yeah, at yeah. Crystal Beach. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was going to ask you, uh, well, you know, I, I'm no doctor, but with all this Jeep stuff, I think you may have a Jeep problem. <laughs> a little Jeep oh, addiction can you that going one more on. time for me, please? I was just saying, I think you may have a Jeep problem with all this uh, interest in Jeeps that you have. We do have a, a little bit of a Jeep, a Jeep problem, just a little bit. So, so I, I was also noticing, I'm sorry, Tammy, real, real quick here. So I was noticing that you guys have lots of stickers. People love stickers, and you guys have stickers up on your site as well. Oh, that is a sensitive subject. Uh-oh. So <laughs> we actually hand-cut all of our decals ourselves. None of that is outsourced. And every time one comes in, we're like, yes, no, we've got to run over there, cut it, get them going. <laughs> um, we love being able to do them. But gosh, those little, those little stickers, they can be pretty tricky sometimes. A lot of work. So have <laughs> They're a you, lot of work, but they are fun. Um, when did you get your first Jeep? When did you get, how did you get started in it? I mean, where did it, it come from? Ooh, so... I got my first Jeep back in 2005 while I was still in college. Mm -hmm. And I say, I got it as in my now husband purchased it and then it became mine. <laughs> and we had that Jeep for a few years. And when we relocated up into the DFW area from the Southeast Texas area, we ended up having to sell our Jeep to be able to get a truck for the company we were purchasing up in DFW. And it was awful. And I'll never forget, they gave us $2,000 for that TJ. Oh, my goodness. Gee, uh, what a deal. And what a deal. And, you know, we were just freshly graduated from college. You know, you have no, you don't even have pennies to rub together. And so... Once we sold it, he prom my husband promised me, we will get another one, we will get another one. So I kept letting it go, letting it go, while secretly still stalking every buy-sell page for Jeeps and everything, just waiting for that perfect Jeep to, to you know, since Jeeps magically fall from the sky already right. done. And right. you never do anything else to them. So I think it was... Tiss and I have been friends for years. We actually used to own um, high-end children's apparel companies together. And we had finished one. We had retired. And then Tiff went and bought a Jeep. And I looked at my husband. I said, the time is now. The time is now. So um, that same week, I went down and bought a Jeep. And it's been go, go, go for she and I ever since. Now, are, I take it she's married too. Do you do your husbands have Jeeps? Do they like to wheel or are they do you guys fight over who's gonna drive it? <laughs> over which Jeep, sorry. Um you, like your Jeep. It, does your husband have a Jeep too or my hus my husband does not have a Jeep. 
Now, does but he... I do let him wield the sheep occasionally. So do you guys fight over it? Who's going to wheel or? No, we honestly, we honestly do not. That has been one thing he has been very, very gracious about. I think he knows who we, who would win if he started that argument. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now, now the big question is what color is your Jeep? What color is my Jeep? Yes. So my Jeep is actually rose gold. So if you have an Apple iPhone and you have the rose gold iPhone, that is the color of my Jeep. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Brett. That was the wrong answer. The proper answer would be red. No, 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 no. <laughs> so rose gold. I'll have to look rose that up. Rose gold. Um, and did you like slowly get into like, do you take your, you go off road, you good to go to off-road parks. Do we take do both you, of our Jeeps off-road? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we do take both of our Jeeps off-road. Actually, we have a lot of off-road content that we have not had time to sit down and edit through the videos and get them out there with everything going on. But yes, we will quite frequently, well, pretty much any opportunity that we have, we will. Hey, you got the Jeep with you and you're traveling all over the country. It's, right. a, it's a natural thing to do. So exactly, one of our favorite events to go to, that as far as willing goes, would be Sheriff's Jeep Fest in Jasper, Georgia. They have a wonderful off-road course that they build right there, and not to mention the trails that you can go and be a part of during the event. Oh, it's wonderful. Our husbands try to come to that event too. So, is this something that, like, you just? fell into off-roading or is it something because you had a jeep oh we better off-road how did that come about we have a jeep we're off-roading that's honestly <laughs> how it felt right into. um i grew up with four-wheelers you know dirt okay. bikes going out in the woods and riding hard so having the jeep willing it that was just one plus one equals two well, right. cor correct me if I'm wrong on, on this, but it sounds like that uh, uh, you and Tiff are entrepreneurs anyway, and you both uh, got into Jeeps, and you're thinking to yourself, hey, what can we do that's Jeep-related? Because Jeeping's so much fun. Let's make a business out of it. And, uh, you know, my dad's got a barn. Let's put on a show. Well, kind of. That's kind of what happened. So we had just uh, finished our other company. We had, we had retired. We were done with what we were doing. Uh, we lasted 30 days in retirement and decided that after attending multiple events and seeing what was out there as far as fashion, that there were a lot of issues with the fashion that was out there mm -hmm. and we could fix it. <laughs> and that's what we started doing. Just kind of making it more everyday fun styles that are funky, but honestly, they're us and we hope that there are other people too yeah and every time somebody makes a purchase it's kind of like a pat on the back to you uh, to you it's just uh, similar to us when people listen to our show you so. know we're still surprised that people buy the shirt yeah. i'm not even gonna lie about yeah that. i know it's exciting um so uh you know how all the kids are these days they gotta have their social media and i'm sure you guys are uh, all over the social media where can people find you guys so you can actually find us on instagram with crawler or crawl her or Just Sheep Curls. You can also find us on Facebook under Crawler and Just Sheep Curls. And if you would like to chit-chat with us in some of our groups, 
you can actually find us at Just Sheep Girls and Crawler Nation. So those will be our main social media platforms. We are active on Twitter under Crawler and Just Sheep Girls and our website at crawler.com. So this isn't like an Amazon Amazonian island that you happen to uh, run across if you're a man and you should uh, be very concerned about your welfare. Men are welcome as well? Men are always welcome. We actually have quite a few male ambassadors for Crawler. Oh, good. And they do great. We actually, if you um, take a look at our website, we have a whole section dedicated to the men in our lives. And if you have a man in your, li- man in your life that has a beard, we have a whole area for beard shirts on our website. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Well, Brett, I can't thank you enough for being here with us tonight and telling us about this great site. Again, guys, that's Crawl Hers, C-R-A-W-L-H-E-R. Is it plural or singular? You can do either or. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I, I typed one thing in and it took me to the other, so uh, I think you guys got a little redirect going there. But it's <laughs> C-R-A-W-L-H-E-R-S.com. I like the S. I like the plural. So crawlers.com, check it out, and uh, don't forget to check out uh, all the uh, – uh, not only the uh, the stickers. Oh, you know this would be great. You just heard on this uh, this uh, this interview that they have to hand make these things. So if you really want to keep them busy, go over there and order a lot of stickers from them. Uh, <laughs> I know so who mean. I'm calling next. I know who I'm calling next <laughs> yeah. time. I need to vent about the stickers. <laughs> no, we honestly love them, you guys. And thank you for having us on tonight. We really appreciate it, and I know that Tiff appreciates it as well. We can't wait to talk to you guys again. Absolutely. Love to have you back on. Maybe we can get Tiff uh, involved in this next time. Yes, definitely. We need to do that next time. Big thanks again to Britt for taking the time to talk about crawlhers.com and all the cool gear and stuff they have over there. Really cool site. I don't know if you guys had a chance to check that out yet, but make sure you guys head over there. That's crawlhers.com. And hey, if you guys have an idea for a guest, we want to know about it. Maybe you want to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. We've actually had a couple emails in the last week about this. Guys, keep them coming. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and share your ideas for our next great guest. So coming up next week, Dan Grek. He's literally, literally traveling around the continent of Africa. So if you drew a line around where the water touches the uh, the, the land of Africa. That's what he's doing. He's that would they be circumnavigating? Would that be called circumnavigating? Circumnavigating the continent. Yes. <laughs> and he's, he's been doing it for, I think it was two years now and he's made it to South Africa. I don't want to give too much of it away. Wait, he's only halfway there. He's Come only on, halfway there. I got to get out of first gear, Dan. I, actually, yeah. well, there's this thing in the Congo that he talked about is going to blow you away. Uh, can you imagine being in four-wheel drive low all day long by yourself driving through the Congo because it is so bad. No no, no wheeling buddies there. So, you know, just uh, the occasional ox. (laughs) So, anyway, great interview with Dan. It's already been recorded, so we're going to have it next week. Uh, the for next week's show, which is episode 335. Tell your friends and go back, do a search on the jeeptalkshow.com website for Dan Grek and listen to the first interview that we did with him that uh, Tammy literally wanted to uh, pack up and leave and travel to Africa with her, uh, uh, with her Jeep and follow Dan around. I just loved his accent. <laughs> Women. <laughs> I know. It was really sexy. <laughs>
Dan's accent is sexy, not Red Jeep's. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, Josh gave some pretty good pointers on uh, how to be a spotter. And uh, Nate SWB Crawler put up a video on how to be a spotter as well that are pretty good. But uh, if you're spotting for Nikki G, uh, there should be some special instructions because it's a special circumstance. Uh, so circumstance one is uh, Nikki G doesn't know his left from his right too well. Yeah, in the same way. And uh, saying driver and passenger uh, just confuses the situation more. <laughs> like when Wendy's with <laughs> doing me, a conversion. she's the uh, driver in command. Not more or less just the operator. But uh, I do know my my uh, way around a compass rose. So uh, if you just uh, give me a, a heading would probably be best. And uh, a lifelong of working at the airport has uh, rendered Nikki G slightly hard of hearing. You know, the, the jet noise used to bother me a long time ago, but not, not so much anymore. So uh, hand signals is a must. But uh, please, no one-finger hand signals. <laughs> you know, oh, a good joke that I like to tell Wendy when, when I want to sleep on the couch. Oh. What's the difference between a flight attendant and a jet engine? Oh, no. No, uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, a jet engine is a great way to uh, dry your clothes. Uh, if you're uh, if you happen to get a little wet, oh, yeah, it's raining out. The stand behind have the, uh, the jet right off of your body. <laughs> Either way, you know. <laughs> you know, it sounded like he was in the bathtub. Uh, I don't know what that popping could, noise was. I didn't yeah, notice that when like, I was editing. It sounded like water dripping in the bathtub. Anyway, Nikki G, were you taking a bath? Okay, class, it's time for a review. Let's check it out. Check it out. It's time for Jeep Mama's product review. Yeah, what is it, and why do I want it? Uh, so, Tony and Josh, today's product review is actually something that's free, and anybody can get it. And it's an app, actually, and it's called—I've heard it pronounced many different ways—and now I'm afraid to say it. Yeah, I'm you're sure. nervous. <laughs> Nate, Nate's going to call in, and it's pronounced this way. But um, I call it Maprika. I've heard people call it Maprika. But it's M-A-P-R-I-K-A. And I know I've talked about this on the show before. It was originally set up to be an app for when you go skiing and the different ski slopes. And it would show you maps of that. But it's a great off-roading tool. And it's an app where you can download the app and you can locate yourself and your friends on this map if you have other friends um, that use it. It tracks your routes, and you can um, do scheduled meetings and stuff with your friends when you're off-roading. And what you do is before you go um, out on the trails, you can search for the certain maps. Like when I go to Roush Creek, Roush Creek has put their off-roading maps on this app. Um, Anthracite Outdoor Adventure Area now has their maps on this app. And you download these apps before you go. Um, and then when you get there, you can start a track. And what that is, is it will track you and leave a trail of where you have driven. 
And that way, for me, it's really cool because the next time I go up there, I'm going to say, oh, I was on this trail already. I'm going to go do a new trail. And it helps you keep track of where you are in these off-road parks. Now, I haven't really done a lot of searching for other off-road parks in other parts of the country or if there are other trails like the Moab trails. I haven't really checked there. But if you go to Roush Creek or AOAA, for sure, this is an app that you really need to have. And it's really cool because you can track yourself and see where you've been. So that's called Maprika, M-A-P-R-I-K-A. Or if you're Nate, you may call it Maprika. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, do you know if it's uh, uh, Android and iOS or because I know you have an iPhone. Yeah, um, I believe it's both, but I'm not 100% sure. I have an iPhone. Um, I'm on their uh, I'm on their website right now, and they have both the uh, Apple App Store and the Google Play Store icons up at the top. So okay. it should be available for for both uh, both platforms. Um, anyway, I I find it really cool to have, and um, it's a great tool when you're off roading. No, providing you don't live in Oregon. <laughs> there's there's no maps there no oh but maybe there's some speed oh no trails. wait no wait uh there the, uh, i gotta zoom in a little bit different a little deeper in here oh well actually oh, they got a few yeah there's a uh, n- nothing where i where i go though it doesn't seem right like of course um, but, but i, I imagine is, this, it, it's pretty new so it's probably gonna be right. one of these things to where they they're gonna be building it over the you know right over the exactly years. So it says um, ever-growing library. So um, anyway, it's and it's free. Hey, do you have an idea for a product review? Just visit our contact page and let us know what you'd like to hear on our next product review. Hey, folks, and coming up in a few minutes, we're getting started for that off-roading season. So check out um, our Wheeling Wear. Summertime is upon us. Hey guys, Wait, uh, before- you, you guys, you, you guys hear that? Is it a bear? <laughs> a little quiet out here. A little, maybe a little too quiet. Shh, is it a bear? <laughs> it's, it's the cone of bear silence. Um, so before we get uh, get going here on uh, what everybody's doing, I just wanted to jump in and, and share something with you guys and get your your actual reaction to this. We've heard from several people now, several listeners about their interest in having more Jeep Talk Show episodes to listen to. Not not one or two, but at least a dozen, I think. And, you know, a dozen's only, you know, like 10 or 11, so it's not that many. So, <laughs> it's a joke. The Baker's Dozen would be 13. Anyway, um, one, of the, one of the things that we three here would like to do, and, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, is we'd love to make this our full-time job. It would be wonderful if all we had to do much like several of the people that we've interviewed that uh, sell Jeep stuff, uh, that is their livelihood. That's how they make their living. They they love Jeeps. They love the lifestyle. They love talking about it. They love doing it. And we three are the same way. So if you guys would really like to have more episodes of the Jeep Talk Show, because we three have regular jobs that we do every day, just like you. <laughs> so we make time every Thursday uh, night to, to record these episodes. Subscribe to the show. Go over to jeeptalkshow.com, and we start seeing money roll in. It's going to be a lot easier to improve the show, and eventually it's going to be a lot easier for me to quit uh, my job and just have Tammy and uh, Josh work their jobs during the day. Oh, hush. <laughs> That's how that would work. 
So, uh, you know, I'm talking for you guys. We've talked about it before. Would you like doing the Jeep talk show for a living? I honestly wish that I I could spend a lot more time doing production work and 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 really adding mm-hmm. all of that flavor and seasoning to the show that I I don't have time for most weeks and uh, you know getting getting you know new content in here all the time it, it takes a fair amount of work oh yeah and and working fifty fifty five hours a week and and having a forty mile one direction commute it doesn't leave a lot of time in the day. For you know, spending time in the studio and doing research and and doing production and and stuff like that. So I mean, you know, all this stuff gets gets you know pieced together, little bits here and there as the week goes on, and and sometimes it's a last ditch effort at you know right at the last minute to try and and get everything put into the show uh, so that you guys have you know a full hour hour and a half you know bit of podcast to listen to, and and God, it would be awesome if we could just spend more time on the show and make it just that much more great. Uh, but it takes time, and that's yeah. something that we don't have. Yeah. I just think of all the other events I could go to and oh, camping I could do. It would just be amazing. And I don't want this to be like one of those PBS pledge drives or anything because I no, don't. No, I don't no, make no. you feel guys God, make no. you guys feel no. bad. It, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. I'm just telling you that if you wanted to subscribe and and spend twelve bucks a year, it, you know, with the, the the number of people that we have listening to the show, if we had ten percent of people subscribing to the show. It would make a huge difference in the amount of coverage that we could do because we could afford to pay for Josh to go places or Tammy to go to places. That I wouldn't sh- have to do the primitive camping. I could actually camp <laughs> in a campsite. <laughs> you could you could double and triple book and say, I don't care. I got all this Jeep talk show money. <laughs> well, ha- having Jeep talk show at events like the big Jeep and truck yes. fest or, you know, Easter Jeep Safari or King of the Hammers or fill in the blank. Any one of these events or, you know, the local club in your town who's throwing that event, the Jeep Talk Show could be there. But, you know, we got these nine to fives that get in the way. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. And uh, I'm just saying uh, we're not we're not begging. We're not telling you to subscribe. I just if you if you find like Josh says, if you find value in the show and we certainly appreciate all our Amazon purchasers uh, going over there and helping support the show, it really helps. Uh, but but we need. If you guys really want to help out the show, subscribe. Just go over to jeeptalkshow.com. You'll see a little PayPal button there, and it has, uh, I think, like three suggestions. And, you know, as of right now, guys, I don't know if you're aware of this, we have zero subscribers. That sounds about right. That, that's been up there for a really long time, and we don't push it. because. Yeah, I was going to say, we, don't, we haven't promoted that. We haven't uh-uh. pushed it. We haven't advertised any of that stuff. And we don't, we don't you know, sit here with our hat you know, in no. our hand and, you know, every, every episode. So. No, you very rarely, and that's by design. I don't want to come across, uh, I don't want the show coming across like pay me, pay me, pay me. But if you want to help, we, we would love it. And we're doing fine. The show's not going anywhere. It's going to continue no. to be free. Uh, we're going to continue doing this show, so you do not have to pay a thing. But if you want to help out the show, you you can. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, hit that little subscribe button there uh, where the PayPal thing is in the left-hand column. Uh, go to, Use your desktop to, to do that and uh, subscribe. Uh, hey, and, what's even uh, better? Tell a friend. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Get their card and subscribe. 
<laughs> just 16 numbers is all that's all you need <laughs> don't forget the little three-digit code there on the back though you'll need that <laughs> others made name blood type all right so en- enough of this crap the tammy and josh didn't know this was coming up i just i heard uh, tammy talk about tonight that she said that the, the ups drivers would like more episodes and i've heard that in emails and uh, like what she's talking about so many times and God bless it. I would love to be able to do this more time, more times a week. I've actually talked to Josh and Tammy about doing it more times a week, and, and it's just too difficult to do with the level of uh, effort that we're putting into it just one time a week. All right, Josh, give us some good news. Nope, I, I can't. I'm going camping over the long weekend, and uh, well, I got no time. I got no time for news. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, it's going to be in a, out of a Honda, not a Jeep. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, I, I was unable to get the uh, the transfer case buttoned up in time. I've got way too much stuff going on right now. Uh, it's just it's it's not happening yeah, right now. Take some right time this minute, off. So. You know, get, I need get away to. From I really it do need to. Things have been so incredibly hectic lately. Uh, it, it seems like I don't even have my head screwed on straight. So I've got to get out. I've got to get some decompression. I've got to get out in the woods. Uh, so that, that's what I'm doing. Don't forget your pillow. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> I, I, will, I will be messaging you all day tomorrow. Right. Hey, don't forget. Pillow. Don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> what is what is this you guys are saying? The, the Latney or whatever it was that you were saying? I don't know the I don't know the reference. Apparently something going on, on the Internet I'm not aware of. Oh, Yanni, Laurel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it'll be, it'll be, it'll be pillow, Yanni. <laughs> um, so are you going by yourself in the middle of nowhere? Uh, it is going to be the it is going to be in the middle of nowhere. I I actually prefer the primitive camping style. I I don't necessarily like being you know right next to people and stuff like that. I I don't like being on top of other people and and, and stuff. So it's it's one of these things where it's you know out in the wilderness type of thing. Uh, you know you shoot a gun any direction, you're not going to hit anybody type of thing. You know there is nobody for miles, and I prefer it like that. <laughs> oh my shoot god! Shoot a gun and oh. Bigfoot goes bloop. <laughs> Yeah, you'd uh, <laughs> feel so seriously. Bad. Are you going to be all by yourself? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I'll, um, you know, I'll have a ham radio, cell phone. I, although I don't think there's any cell phone radio uh, service out there. So, but uh, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, uh, you know, I go prepared. You can, know, you, can, can you hit? Right. Can you hit any repeaters out there? That's a good question. Uh, I haven't. I haven't looked where I'm going to be to see if there's any repeaters. I, I got to check my uh, my repeater app. And uh, and see what's going to be out there. I always I always this part of my prep, you know, the night before, uh, start programming in, you know, stuff into the radio mm-hmm. and and getting the getting the totes packed and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. So you need to get your uh, general class license so that you can uh, take a little HF radio out there, string yeah, up an str- antenna, string, string up an antenna, yeah, the tree, string yeah. up the wire. You know, get the the uh, the the slingshot type thing. You know, well, that you, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the backside of Mount Hood, so um, it's uh, one of those things to where if I could get some altitude, you know, yeah, I could I could definitely get some propagation going. But well, that uh, would be good for the VHS. Of course, the 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 HF you don't even need height because it's bouncing off the ionosphere. Yeah, you just need to be able to true. hit the sky. But yeah, the little HF stuff, especially if you're by yourself, uh, you have a lot of good radio time there, you know, especially if there's a band opening. So I know it's getting all nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you, Tammy? Well, I'm going to like chill this weekend and do nothing except, you know, and I think I'm going to paint my um, shocks purple. 
Um, <laughs> I pointed that out to her. Yeah, I was literally surprised, surprised you had red shocks. Yeah, because they're red right now. Um, but not next weekend, I will be going up to Roush Creek, and I'm going to be wheeling um, Crawling for Cops. It's a charity event, um, and they are going to be auctioning off a modified Cherokee, um, and they're going to be uh, raffling off other items. Oh, by the way, um, there was a a raffle at the event I was at this past weekend, and I gave my three tickets to the the UPS guys and I said if I if one of these tickets wins the winch you have to give it to me unfortunately I did not win it um but I won a chair a hat and a koozie I think it was and I let the guys keep it but hopefully sounds like they kept your winch and you got their prize (laughs) Um, But maybe, maybe I'll win one um, next weekend. So anyway, I'm just going to be wheeling at Crawling for Cops. I think I think you can still sign up if anyone's listening. And it's exciting because the Bearded Jeeper is going to be there. He's a YouTuber. And I'm going to be, you know, meeting with people who I've wheeled with before. So I'm excited about that. Please, and, uh, please um, tell the Bearded Jeeper I said hi. We've interacted will, on uh, the, the oh, YouTube okay. and the social media and stuff. Right. And uh, uh, definitely uh, know that name. So yes, would that make his would that make his mom the bearded lady? Uh, I will ask him that. <laughs> the bearded <laughs> mom, Josh. <laughs> um, and other than that, my son's last day of high school is tomorrow, so we're all oh, a little wow. melancholy, little yeah. you know, mixed emotions. So the weekend after I get back from Crown for Cops, he graduates. So well, you they, know what that means, Tammy. He's going to start paying rent, and that means more Jeep yeah, parts. There you go. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. He's got to get a job first. Happier now, right? Yeah. He, he applied for a job at um, one of the local car maxes here where you know they drive the cars from wherever to wherever and wash them and that kind of stuff. That's so not a bad job. Are, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of fringe benefits with, uh, with that kind of job. Yeah. Yeah. So fingers are crossed. So, uh, definitely going to be trying to install the Atlas this weekend. I have never removed a transfer case from a Jeep. Anytime I worked on mine, I just broke the the half, uh, the shell in half, and uh, changed the bits out uh, inside. Oh, you're halfway there. Yeah, halfway yeah, there. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, it sounds easy. Drop the uh, drop the cross member, uh, lower the uh, transmission onto something, and uh, get in there to the. T- I guess it's the upper bolts that are the hardest ones to get to. Yeah. And the only other thing that I'm concerned about, and I'm sure I'll figure it out. I was just. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to lifting the uh, the Atlas up there several times. So the only only thing I'm concerned about is getting the clocking right because you have all these holes on the Atlas where to screw the studs in. So I'd like to do that once. <laughs> Get it right the first time, but I suspect it's going to be twice. Is there not a template or something that says if you have a you know a Jeep, then use this, this, and this hole, you know, type of thing? And they no? didn't. They don't send in any instructions on that. Uh, there is some instructions online, and they they talk about if you have a transfer case with a twenty three degree uh, tilt, then you can use this, and if you have one that has a nineteen degree, t- well, but they don't tell you what transfer case that is. So uh, it's like math and measuring devices. And uh, so I should be able to do it. I just have to, uh, they have examples of what the back of the AW4 looks like and where the holes are. 
uh, on the AW4, so I just need to pull the transfer so case off I've, and have a look and see what I've got. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, I could take pictures of mine and everything and, and, oh, and send them over great. to you, because mine's all torn apart and everything. I've I got in the back that. of the AW4 uh, exposed, and I've and I got this, the, the case split apart, so I could... I, I might be able to show you, and with the uh, with everything kind of torn apart, I could uh, put that back half up there really easy and kind of show you the clocking and stuff. But uh, how that's going to transfer over your to your atlas, I, I don't know. So I've got a a hole to enlarge, uh, which I'm I'm very proud to say, and uh, so I can get the twin sticks in there. And uh, so I got a I got a fair amount of work to do, but it doesn't really seem none of it really seems that complex. The only thing I'm I'm really concerned about was uh, is is the if I get in there and try to bench press the transfer case into place, that I it slips and falls on my head, and I never get to wheel <laughs> with the atlas. Oh no! <laughs> so when you said that you didn't think it would be that hard, you just cursed yourself. No, it's it's not. It's not going to be that. Big it, a it's deal. really. It's not. It, it the it's really just time consuming. Yeah. Um, because you know the, you gotta you gotta be mindful about what you're doing and, and stuff. You just got to go through the motions. You just got to go through the steps and it's, you know, it's, it, and it's really not that hard, you know, drive lines. They're not that hard to take off. No. You know, the cross member, it's four Very bolts. Easy, it's yeah. not that hard to drop down. And, and it is, and as long as you're, you know, kind of mindful of what you're doing, okay, I know that I need a block of wood and, and something underneath that transmission to help lower that down and get that in place. And then, you know, get something to, to support that, move the jack over. Okay, now I get that underneath the transfer case, get the bolts undone, and then use the jack to lower the, the transfer case off. And it's, it's, you know, really simple stuff. It's, it, I mean, altogether, what, maybe 26 bolts or something like that? It's, and I think you're, you're going to use two different sizes, and, and it's, it's super easy. Yeah, the level of complexity isn't that big a deal. The only thing that concerns me is getting the Atlas up there. And, I mean, I, I do have a, a, a jack that I can use. But the problem with that is, is that it doesn't have a platform. So that means I have to hold the atlas and the weight, the side weight of the atlas, balance it with that. Tony, do you have any? Uh, do you have any ratchet straps? Yeah, but I don't know where I would actually tie that off to because it's not a very big surface. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, you get you get a ratchet strap around that in a couple different ways. Get a good X pattern on there. Maybe even use a couple of them, and you're just really securing it to that one little cup mm -hmm. you know on the top of the jack that you know that that's holding everything just you know right to the bottom of that to the bottom of the arm and it just has to keep from tilting off yeah the and only, that, well, the that other... will free you up to to you know at that point you don't have to hold it on the jack you just kind of have to stabilize it in position here's my concern with that though is that i get it on there and it's all tied down now i'm i'm Walking it up to you know the 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 shaft uh, in the the AW4, and I can't make it move forward anymore because it's the jack is in the way. So now I've got to start taking the ratchet straps off now the, to the change the angle and you know all the rest of that no, stuff. Your, your jack's going to be your jack's going to be low on the on the transfer case. It's going to be way underneath. It's going to be far away from where your mounting surface is. Uh, that's it's not going to it's okay. not going to. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm sure it'll make more sense to me once I get the uh, the 242 out of there and I'll be able to see it. Well, yeah, and you're going to be using a lot of the same concepts, basically, to get that 242 out as you will be to get the Atlas in. It's just going to be a reverse project uh, yeah. process. And i got to peel off all of the uh, all the mounting stuff for the, the piece of crap linkage stuff that's Jeep. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, oh, all that shifter be, mechanism. 
that will come with a great sense of accomplishment yes. because once and for all, that junk is going to that crappy Z-gate shift linkage BS yeah. is going to be once and for all out from underneath your Jeep. You'll never have to mess with it again. Yeah, I think the probably the most uh, definitely it's going to be time consuming getting the the 242 out and the Atlas in, but I think the tedious work is going to be getting the whole cut to the proper size because that's not going to be a one time thing. You know, there's no template for that. So I don't want to cut too much floor uh, out uh, so I can get those twins. And what I'm talking about, Tammy, is the the, the Atlas has two sticks uh, so that you can right. control uh, the front and the rear axle. You can put it in uh, four-wheel drive high or low uh, independently with the Atlas. Right. So um, those twin sticks stick up through the floor. Well, it's two sticks, and you only have one from the factory. So now you got to make the hole bigger uh, so that those twin sticks can, can move easily. So I have to cut a bigger hole. Than what's oh, from the factory, goodness. and I don't and know how he big fires to make up that, that chainsaw. It, you know, things get kind of nervous. Yeah, when, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> Actually, no, um, though, uh, Tony, do you oh. got? Yeah, you have a sawzall. Yes. Oh, okay, you're good. No, I got ways of doing it, but I'm just concerned. You're always concerned right. about cutting too much. Right. You know. So oh, it's it, all, uh, always, always easy to take some away. It's a lot harder to put it back. Yeah, that's the tedious I'm talking about. It's just going to be <laughs> put it in there, put the sticks on. Is it? Do I have the clearance I need? Uh, will the boot fit? Uh, it should, uh, based on the 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 images I've seen at uh, uh, Advanced Adapters, it should really look very nice and almost factory, with the exception of the twin sticks. I mean, I'm I'm still going right. to have the center console. Uh, it all should still work. Oh uh, yeah, work no, fine everything's going to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nobody will know uh except for the you know all the listeners and everybody i i happen to walk up to in a jeep event i won't even say my name and say hey i got an atlas <laughs> oh lord <laughs> it's really cool tammy it's really cool i mean god it's just it's just gorgeous it is just absolutely i can understand why the guy hadn't put it in yet you can't see it if it's in your jeep <laughs> <laughs> He's making a, t- a coffee table out of it. Oh, That's man. Nice. So nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see what happens next week, uh, you know, on the, on the next episode, see where I got. Uh, if you follow us, uh, if you follow Jeep Talk Show on Instagram or the Facebook or the Jeep Talk Show group uh, on Facebook, I'm sure you'll see pictures of, uh, of my progress. So uh, jump over there. You can follow uh, Tammy and, uh, well, not Josh, but you can follow Tammy and me on all the social media things. And, of course, if you'd like to join in on the Campfire Side Chat, you can do that. Uh, just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Find out all the ways you can join in on the fun and reach out to us. Now, let's talk about some events that are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Guys, we've got the Jeeping Mid-Rivers Crusade coming up June 16th, happening at the Moonlight Off-Road Park in Sullivan, Missouri. Uh, if you want more information on this, head over to jeepingmidrivers.doodlekit. Well, we'll have the link for all these episodes <laughs> on the site. I'm not going to go through all uh-uh. that stuff. <laughs> no, but hey, if you're interested in any of the events that we talk about, guys, we always have the links to these uh, to more information on them over at jeeptalkshow.com in the notes for the episode that you're listening to. Uh, Piston Wild Motorsports is presenting Life is a Journey 4x4 Poker Run happening June 23rd out in the Tillamook State Forest. Uh, TSF Browns Camp Staging Area. I'm actually going to be attending at that event as well. Uh, so if you guys want to meet up and say hi, uh, check that out. Um, and we have Clovis Independent Four Wheelers presenting the Moonlight Madness Poker Run happening June 23rd through the 24th. This is a midnight run, guys. So want to have some uh, some off-road lighting on your rigs if you're going to attend this one. Bald Mountain OHV area in Bald Mountain, California. Uh, for more information, Clovis4x4.com. 
The Northwest Overland Rally is happening at the end of June, through a little bit in July as well, June 28th through July 1st, at in uh, Beaver off of Beaver Valley Road in Leavenworth, Washington, another Northwest event. If you guys are into overlanding, you'll definitely want to check this one out. They're going to have a huge game show, nightly campfire and raffle, a ton of presenters and a ton of exhibitors as well, trail runs, instruction classes, ladies-only classes, Family spotting class. You want to get the whole uh, whole family into jeeping and uh, teach the kids how to spot. This is the where where you want to be. Morning yoga classes. The whole nine yards, guys. This is really one uh, very well laid out event. Northwest Overland Rally. Uh, head over to nwoverlandrally.com for more information. Hey, do you know of an off-road event coming up? Well, shoot us an email with some details. Have you been to a Jeep event recently? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to our contact page at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and let us know how it went. Hey, folks, and don't forget to follow me on my Jeep journey on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. Need a voice for your product or your business? Check me out over at thevoiceofjosh.com. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow, friend, like, subscribe, and above all else, be sure to tell a friend about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. So no matter where you're wheeling, if you pack it in, pack it out, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. Remember to always tread lightly. And if you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles, head over to www.treadlightly.org. And remember, Jeep Talk Show is meant for external use only. Podcasting since 2010.